Christmas. Usually when I think about Christmas, I think about family, right? You think about your family, and, and the kids kind of remind us of family. You think about friends, um, people that you love, that you care about, that you perhaps got a gift for, or maybe you wanted to get a gift for, but this year you couldn't or something. And, and then I think about our faith. And the greatest gift at Christmas we know as followers of Jesus is our faith, our faith in the Savior, the one who was born for us. And this morning I want to read to you one of the last parts of the Christmas story that we've saved for today. It's found in Matthew, Matthew chapter 2. So I want you to get your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 2. And the first 12 verses talk about that moment after Christ was born. Matthew chapter 2. And as I think about what we've discussed so far with Jesus redeeming the time. Jesus is our redeemer. He's redeemed the time. You think about the names of Jesus. We started with wonderful counselor, right? He's the supernatural, always present counselor in our life. That's who he is. That's what wonderful means in the original language of the scripture. Um, he is mighty God. He's not just mighty. He's God. He's the everlasting Father, meaning that Jesus, the Savior who was born for us, He was everlasting. He was there in the beginning. He is present now, and He will be present when it's all concluded. He's everlasting, the everlasting Father. And He is the one who is the Prince of Peace. He is the one who is the representative of the authority to come and negotiate the terms. And what are God's terms that He desires with people? He desires peace. In the way that we come to peace with God is through our faith in His Son, the Savior, born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ. Uh, we talked about also that name, Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. There is never a moment that God is not with us. There is always this assurance when we trust in Christ that He is always present, always with us, always working out God's will in our life. So we talked about those names. And then ultimately, what did the angels proclaim? Today is born for you. What is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What does Jesus do? A Savior who is Christ the Lord. All of this was about the redemption of God for people in that generation. And the greatest gift that we've talked about is Jesus. But then when I think about presents, when I think about gifts, I ask myself the question, and perhaps many of you do, over the years you've asked yourself this question. I know what I have received, and I know what God has offered. I know who Jesus is, and I know what He means for me. I know all that you've said, but then comes the big question, what can I give Him? That's the hardest part, right? Um, receiving the grace, receiving the good news of who Jesus is as the Savior, what do I give back? To someone like that. What do I give back to Jesus? And when I look at this last part of the story of Christmas. That we capture in our time. In our generation. Surrounding the birth of Christ. I, I get a glimpse of what I have as a gift. That I can return to Jesus. The one who is. The wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, Christ, Savior, and Lord. All that 
Well, I get a glimpse of what I can give to him. And the Bible says this in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, magi, these are wise people, Perhaps you've known them as the wise men, the three wise men from the east, arrived in Jerusalem. And they said this, where is he who has been born, born what? King of the Jews. For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For from you will come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, the magi, and he determined from them the exact time that the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and he said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star, the star which they had seen in the east, it went on ahead of them until it came to a stop over the place where the child was to be found. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after they came into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures, and they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And after being warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Now this story is, is full of the moments that make Christmas meaningful for us. You have in this story, you have the star, right? And so, um, I mean, if you've watched Christmas shows this year, you, you've probably seen some shows that focus on the star, right? The North Star, the star that pointed to Christ. Bethlehem, there are songs about this historical place, this real place in history, Bethlehem, where Christ was born. You, you have the story about Bethlehem. You have the story about the Magi. And the reason people think there were probably three is because they brought three gifts. And so you have the three gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And so you hear perhaps sermons and, and, and stories about the Magi and their gifts. Those gifts were significant. If you've been in church for any season of time, what you know is that each one of those gifts again signified who this child was. Gold was for kings, right? Frankincense was for anointing him as someone unique and special. And myrrh was used for his burial. So they all pointed to a picture of the life of Christ, who this child would be and what this child would do for people. All those gifts were significant. So when I think about the best gift that I could give, that you could give, that we could give to Jesus... Perhaps you're already thinking, I'm trying to figure out the message today, and I'm trying to figure out what gift it is that I could give to Jesus. We've done our Christmas offering, right? And so as you think about the Christmas offering that we did last week as a church, you might think, well, it's represented in one of those three gifts. 
But as I really look at this story this year and I think about redeeming the time, how the names of Christ, the birth of Christ, is all about God's redemption of you and I. It's all about God sending His Son to save you and I. It's all about who Jesus is and what He would do. That's the story of the birth of Christ, and it's what we capture at Christmas. And so then I come to this reality, if that's who He is and that's what He does... What can I give him? And if we've been redeemed by Christ, the gift of Christ, by faith in Christ, by giving our hearts and our souls and our life to Jesus, if we've done that, then when I look at this story, what I love about this story and what gives me a hint of what I could give to Jesus, what you could give to Jesus, the best gift that we have to give to Jesus, when I look at it, it's time. It's time. The beauty of the story of Jesus is that it happened in time. Everything about this story is recorded historically. We embrace it still today in the modern era. We remember details because it happened. And it happened in time. The real gift that I want to talk to you about today as a child of God, as someone who has experienced the redemption of Christ, or perhaps you're on the fence and you've yet to lean into Jesus and surrender your will and your heart to Christ because you still have some questions or you're still trying to do life according to your plan and you haven't yet embraced the reality that God is working out your life according to His plan. It's time. And I want to talk to you about time today. If you're taking notes, I want to encourage you to write this down. The life lesson today is this. The best gift, now I realize that some of you are going to say the best gift is Jesus. Yes, we established that the first three weeks. <laughs> That's the best gift, right? But our gift, what gift do we have? And the best gift that we have to offer is time. Because our use of it reveals our gratitude for God's redemption in our life. The best gift, when I think about what I can give to Jesus, the best gift is time. Why? Because how I use my time is a reflection of my gratitude for God's redemption in my life. What I do with my time for the Lord and for people. How I commit to using my time for God and for those around me. How I use my time is the best gift that I have to offer back to the Savior who was born. Because the gift of my time reflects truly how grateful I am for what God has done for me and in my life. Think about it. There are a few things about this story that stand out that we can miss because we look at the obvious gifts. We look at the obvious reminders. But there's something unique about this story that even the pagan king Herod knew that you and I would do well to learn today. At the end of the day, Herod knew there was an exact time and an exact place 
that the Messiah, the King, was going to be born. It was exact. And in verse 7 of the story that we read, Herod asked the Magi, who he knew were smarter than him. He knew that there were prophecies. He was an unbeliever. He was a king who did not believe in the best for God's people. And he did not believe in God's best for his life. This is who he was. This is how he lived. And yet in the midst of it, in this early generation of Christ being born, he knew and he wanted to find out an exact time where Jesus would be born. It's all about time. And the story of this Christmas season for us has been about God redeeming the time. As we go into next year, we're going to talk about how we as the people redeem the time in light of all the things that continue to come up in our world. We're going to continue to redeem the time. How? By recognizing who Jesus is and by returning to him from our hearts and our lives, both to him and those around us, the greatest gift that we have to offer, which is our time. How we use our time says a lot about us. Think about it. We spend a lot of time each day in different places. Work. We spend a lot of time with recreational activities. We spend a lot of time doing errands, paying bills. Pretty soon you'll be paying taxes, right? There are all types of things that we use our time for. But there's only some things that last, that stand when time has passed. And Herod knew there was an exact time where something important that would last was going to happen. And honestly, the wise men knew more than Herod knew. They knew Herod didn't want to go and worship this king. They knew Herod wanted to be the king and go and take him out. So that's why being warned by God, they went home a different direction because they had come to recognize the importance of the one who was born and how to use their time. When you think about your time, here are a few things to think about when you think about this upcoming year. As we've celebrated Christmas yesterday, as we know who Jesus is and what he's done to redeem us, how do we redeem the time? When I look at time, here's a few realities about it. Number one, the gift of time. It's the one gift that cannot be replaced. Time is the one gift that cannot be replaced. When you think about what happens in this story, the wise men from the east, they took time. The east is not where Jesus was born, by the way. The east was a long way away. I mean, matter of fact, the depictions of the story show the wise people riding on what, you know? Camels, right? They weren't driving their Teslas to get to Jesus. They were riding on donkeys coming somewhere perhaps in Asia to get to Israel. Just look on your map and do your geography and you realize that's a long trip that would take a long time. And yet they plotted out the details to know when Christ was born by the order of history and the stars to show up at the exact time in the exact place to see Jesus. It was all about time. It took them a long time to get there and a long time to be patient and a long time to plan, but they did it. It's all about time. Time is the one gift that can't be replaced. They took their time to get there. They took their time to plan and they took their time to worship Jesus. Now we will use our time on a lot of different things that we will forget. 
Perhaps there's a lot in 2021 that you want to forget. I saw a t-shirt the other day that had the Superdome on fire in 2021 beside it, right? That kind of describes the year. And then people want to forget 2020 because of other things, right? Um, Yeah, there's a lot in time that you will want to forget. But how we use our time is something that matters because it's the one gift that even though you may want to forget some parts of it, it's the one gift that can never be replaced. Can you go back and undo 2021? No. Can you go back and prevent what happened in 2020? No. Can you undo some of the unfortunate situations in your life that you wish you'd have never gotten into or that you wish would have never happened? No. You can't replace time. That's one of the most challenging things, I think, for those of us who are a little older is we realize we can't go back and undo or redo the time that we've had. I had a good conversation with my stepfather um, who's approaching his 80s, and he's like very keenly aware that in the time factor, he may have about 10 more spins around the sun, just according to genetics and time. Time means something to him. Time is the one gift you cannot replace. You can't replace that gift with your loved ones. You either invest it now and use it well, or you don't. You can't replace it. You can't get a redo, an undo. You can't get a do-over with time. Time happens. We don't get to start over. And Herod, in this moment, realized that something significant was happening in his time. Something significant has happened in our time. And it's not the news, and it's not the social media, and it's not always going to be the gift that you received yesterday or at any point in Christmas. What's going to matter most of all is time. It's the time that you use and you invest in people, in those you love, how you spend it in the things that you use for God's glory and for your good and the good of others, time. And Herod in this moment, when I think about Jesus being born and Herod looking for the exact time, it shows me time is a gift and you cannot replace it. Herod had a moment. He missed his moment. Praise God, right? He missed the moment, but there was an exact moment where he was trying to take out the future ruler of God's people. He thought it would be an earthly king. He didn't realize it would be a king that would reign forever. Jesus, our Savior, right? He missed his moment. If I could give you a challenge as you look ahead this year, don't miss your moment of the investment of your time in the Lord, in his church, and with the people around you that you love and that love you. Don't miss the moment because you don't get it back. Even in the last 10 minutes when I've been talking about time, some of you maybe go, gosh, I wish I had that 10 minutes back, right? But you're not getting that 10 minutes back. It's gone. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for being at church. Thank you for listening online. But time is always moving and it stops for no one. So use it well. It's the best gift to show the Lord Jesus how much he means to you by investing in his church in your relationship with him and in the people that he's given you right there, present, right now, perhaps sitting with you in this very moment in your life. Invest your time because it's the one gift that cannot be replaced.
Secondly, time. It's the one gift that will be remembered. I would say it's probably the only gift that will be remembered. Now, when we think about gold and frankincense and myrrh, and we think about gifts that we would give to people, how do you get a gift? When you think about, like, if you think about a gift that you want to give to someone else, how do you give, how do you get that gift? The gift doesn't just show up magically in your life. For many of us, if we want to give a gift to someone else, what do we do? We work for it. We sacrifice for it. We plan for it. We wrap it. We put it together. And then we deliver the gift. The wise men delivered the gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But they had a capacity to deliver great gifts to Jesus because of how they used their time. They didn't just magically have gold and frankincense and myrrh. What we know about the Magi is that these were the smartest people known back then in that generation. And they figured out stars and solar systems and universe and the alignment of time to go and worship Jesus. And the time that they had, they used to develop skills and to acquire gifts that they would ultimately bring to Jesus at the right time. See, time is one of those gifts that's most important, and it's what will be remembered. When you think about your life, yesterday perhaps you gave a gift to people that you love, and you love them deeply. But those gifts may fit, may not, may be around next year, may not. Those gifts may be remembered or not. But do you know what will be remembered? The time. The time that you had with your children, with your grandchildren. Yes, you may have had an experience. You may have gone somewhere. You may have done something. But if you had done that experience um, and it was only about the experience, well, the experience will pass. But the memories, the time will remain. Time is one of the greatest gifts that we have, not only to offer to the Lord, but also to offer to those around us because it's the one gift that will be remembered. Even right now, if you remembered your f best Christmas moment or most meaningful times in life, what will it be about? Who was there? Who shared it with you? What was happening in that moment? It's time. And the story of Christmas here in Matthew chapter 2 reflects these gifts that were brought because some people decided to use their time to honor Jesus. Now, does that mean, by the way, because I would get asked this when I get home by my children, so does that mean that everybody has to be a preacher? No. It just means that we all have to invest our time to make sure that in our lives we are bringing glory to God. It's the one gift that cannot be replaced, and it's the one gift that we will always remember. Think about it. When you use your time to invest in your relationship with the Lord, that will last forever. When you use your time to invest in your relationship with your church and you do it the right way, that will last forever. When you use your time and you gain resources and you give those resources to the Lord, that's something that stands the test of time. When you give to loved ones, whether it's at Christmas or at another season of life, and you invest your time in them, ball games, school events, 
important dates on the calendar for you and your family or unique moments where you step out of your busy schedule that everybody knows you have but you set aside your busy schedule and you actually invest directly and personally in the lives of the people around you that gift of time is the gift that will be remembered you see we remember moments about the christmas story we remember the three gifts but those three gifts happened because Somebody decided it was important to spend the time to honor and worship Jesus. That's why those gifts stand out. It's not the gifts in and of themselves. It's because some smart people determined, I'm going to use my time well. And the gifts and the skills and the talents and the job that I have being a magi, I'm going to accumulate things and I'm going to use that well so that I can honor Jesus with my gifts and my time. I mean, if that's not motivating when you think about 2022, then I don't know how to motivate you to be successful at whatever it is God has given you to use your time with. Because you're never going to get it back, so you might as well use it and use it well. And if you use it well, it is what will be remembered. Anyone great at anything in life, they became great at what they were great at because they invested their time in it. And what most people will remember is, oh, well, they were a great this or they were a great that. But they used their time to become great at something. And if you use your time to become great at something, and that something therefore then is used to bring glory to the Savior who was born in Bethlehem, it will always be remembered. It will always be told. It's something that will last forever. That's the importance of how we use our time and the one gift that we can use to Jesus. And I close with this, the third thing. When I think about time, for you and I, the best gift that we have to offer to Jesus, because it reveals our gratitude for what Jesus has done to redeem our lives, time is the one gift, the one gift that reveals God's love. Time is the one gift that reveals God's love. You see, at the essence of the Christmas story is this picture and this reminder that God loves you. But it's not just a love that says, I love you. Everything leading up to this moment in history where Jesus was born was all about God's plan, what God would do to redeem people, God's love, God's revelation of himself. All of that is recorded in the Old Testament. But when you get to this moment in the first chapters of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, and they tell the story of Jesus, what does it show us that God would send his son in our time it's very important because it's one thing to tell somebody you love them but it's another thing to show them by the gift that you give them it's one thing to say i love you but it's a whole other thing to say i love you and let me show you and jesus when we think about gifts for us jesus is god's gift to people he's god's gift to us but he's not just an imaginary gift he's a real gift that was given in real time to save real people living in their time and he was placed in time you have a real place you have real people you have real moments you have real history 
all working together. That's time at work right there, ladies and gentlemen. And all of time in this moment worked together to point to Jesus. And who was Jesus? Jesus was God's son. He was the one, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, Emmanuel, Christ, Savior, and Lord, Messiah. That all pointed to who Jesus was. But he's not an imaginary savior. He's not a figment of imagination. He's not a gift that was symbolically given or good intentions given. He's a real savior born in a real manger in a real city to save real people. His name was Jesus. And he is God's redemption for us in time. It would be one thing for us to say, oh, God could save us by just saying you're saved. Or God could just save us because God's so good and he saves everybody. That's how a lot of people think. But you as a redeemed follower of Jesus. Who lives right now. In living color. Today. In this moment of time. You were saved because God captured time. And he sent his son into it. He didn't just leave him in heaven. He didn't just redeem us from afar. He didn't just offer us good tidings of great joy and well wishes. He sent his son Jesus, a savior to the earth, to live in flesh and blood just like you. To live just like us. To walk just like us. And to ultimately become the sacrifice to redeem our souls in time. That's what he did. When I think about the gift of time... God proved it because time is the one gift that reveals to us how much he loved us. The wise men came and worshipped. The angels announced it. The shepherds were there. Mary treasured it in her heart. Joseph hung with the family in that moment when he felt he should run. Even all of the animals, even all of the universe, it lined up to recognize Jesus was God's son. God's perfect gift. And a picture of God's love to us. When I think about time, you have a moment right now. And perhaps some of you in the room, maybe boys and girls, for those of you who are still here. Or for those of you online. Maybe it's time that you marked it down on December 26th of 2001. That you said, Jesus, I receive you as the best gift to redeem my heart. Maybe it's time for you to say, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior. I want to give us a moment to pray because perhaps that's for some of you in the room today or online. So we'll just take a moment and recognize in honor of who Jesus is. If we take a moment to just bow our heads in reverence, in worship, in honor of Jesus. As you search your hearts and as you think about your time right now how it's being used what it's being spent on what's in your past what your dreams are for the future where's Jesus in that and right now perhaps for some of you it literally is a moment to say Jesus I want you to save my heart my soul my life right now Jesus would you come into my heart would you cleanse me and forgive me of my sins would you make me your child? I believe in you today and I turn to you today as my Savior. 
Thank you for being the best gift ever. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if that is something that you pray today, then you have entered the family of God, received the gift of Christ, and He is a part of your time. Don't ever let Him go. With our heads bowed and as we continue to pray, Christians, followers of Jesus, redeemed child of God, the best gift that you have to offer back is your time. How are you using your time? As you think about it right now, it's perhaps fixing problems. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's just living day to day trying to get by. Your time is precious. How you use your time is a reflection of your gratitude for the greatest gift you could receive, which is Jesus. So right now, on this day, in this very moment, as worship to Jesus, offer Him a redeemed picture and use of your time. Jesus, you are the best gift. You are the Son and the Savior came to rescue us and redeem us. By your Holy Spirit right now, speaking to each of us here and online, we want you, Jesus, to redeem our time. To help us with the gift of what we have. To show gratitude to you. Use it well for others. And to know that as we use a gift that will never be replaced, but will always be remembered, we will do it because we have received your love. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Redeeming the time. That's what Jesus did. That's what he does. And it's what He will always do. And it has been a joy to worship with you this Christmas season. Last week, we had an amazing week of giving. And there were many people that said, I wasn't prepared for the Christmas offering last week, so I brought it today. Some people even called from other states away. And they gave online this week. So I look forward to giving you a report on that. Because it was a pretty phenomenal season of life. A reflection of people who want to use their time well. So even today, you can continue to give online um, as we celebrate the Christmas season. You can give on your way out today. Thank you for doing that. Um, we have great things ahead, great days ahead. Even today, as we celebrate some accomplishments, we have a new roof on our worship center today. So that's a big deal. Um, very early in the year, we'll have our flooring back in here. So things will start to come together. You know, it's just... Um, a part of redeeming the time. I look forward to the new year because we're going to take some action steps on how we can do that as a church practically and apply that to our lives because how we use our time is important. I'm very excited about that. But as you continue to celebrate today, I want you to stand because when I think about Jesus away in a manger, I also think about one of those great Christmas songs that helps us celebrate who He is what he did, and how to redeem the time. That song, Joy to the World. And I want you to sing it with us this morning.